Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And it is the happiest of Halloweens. Happy Halloween, uh, one and all. (laughs) (laughs) So we are here on Halloween day or night or whenever you're listening to it sometime around Halloween or... Maybe it's the next year or the following year. <laughs> Time works in a crazy way. You might maybe. be listening to us in 50 years when we're both buried and dead. Yeah, maybe a thousand years. Where, you know, everything's just in space. Maybe um, we are the only part of media that survived. Yeah. <laughs> we are seen as an amazing civilization. And they, uh, to Halloween, is there's a planet called Halloween. <laughs> obviously a religion called the Epophiles. <laughs> that, that worship this ginger creature called Epo <laughs> that once lived yes <laughs> and then slain his enemies <laughs> yes um so obviously today we are going to be doing a beginner's guide to horror um which we're kind of approaching in potentially different ways uh, but, so. <laughs> but before we kind of talk a bit about the episode go and uh, make sure to join us around the campfire as we release our little halloween tradition of uh, our campfire stories and as always, thank you for listening and remember to hit the subscribe button and leave us a lovely review. Now, Beginner's Guide to Horror. Yeah, again, <laughs> whenever we do these episodes, we kind of leave it vague so we can come up with our own interpretations of it. What yeah. did you see as a Beginner's Guide to Horror? Well, I mean, one, begin- these guides, I mean, we've this has kind of become a little bit part of our Halloween thing now to kind of give people recommendations. Like our first one was like alternative recommend, like yeah. kind of thing. And like last year's was family friendly for those getting around with the family. So that one, I guess, somewhat slightly might link, but it's a little bit earlier than we were approached. So I wasn't going for like young, young because we'd done family friendly horror. But I'm more, I'm literally just going with horror films. I think anyone can kind of, a beginner for me is a horror film that anyone could kind of come into, even if they're not a horror fan, they might enjoy it. Or if you want to show someone a horror films for the first time. Now, I think there's a lot of, there were a lot of areas I thought of in here. And I was like, well, if I'm showing the first horror, I'm probably going proper classics. Yeah. kind of thing but i ended up avoiding because we've pretty much talked through the main <laughs> classics i think that i would show you know your texas chainsaws your screams your you yeah. know you know your nightmare on elm street your aliens i've kind of i was like i avoided that kind of stuff because okay. i was like we've done it so i have i've gone for ones that when i was younger i think i was first watching kind of horror the ones that kind of might have drawn me in but I think I've got I've gone quite light with mine. Mine are kind of quite light horror films, to be honest. They okay. are they're horror films, but they might be kind of a bit tongue in cheek or a bit humorous. I think that's where I've gone with mine. What okay. about you? How have you approached yours? <laughs> so naturally, we whenever we do these, we allow ourselves to have one from each genre. So I've tried to do a variety of genres um, that we that you can kind of do to show people what's what's about. I've done kind of what about classic horror so something that people may be familiar with but in a a a different way um i did do one of the big hitters i tried to not do anything that we've covered recently over (laughs) on a yeah when i asked this when we go to the social media lounge there were a lot that like you said like screen for instance which we spoke about quite a bit we did a whole episode on screen but it got lost and there was poltergeist that came up but obviously we just covered that. So I tried to stay away from ones that we've covered recently, yeah. but I've kind of done <laughs> ones that that are easily accessible and kind of show the horror genre in 
an extremely positive light, a really easy to watch and show everything that we love about horror and makes a great horror film. Um, so saying that, who's got to start? <laughs> <laughs> who's starting? If we get the bullets, one remaining, yeah. let's get our roulette on. <laughs> yeah, let's get our roulette on, man. Who's starting? <laughs> um, you, you start. You go, I'll start. You okay. go first. So <laughs> I'm I thought, intrigued by your <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> so I thought I'll go for one which is a big hitter. Now, this is a classic. I think if, if I was pushed into a corner and asked my favourite horror film, like... If you're if you're like me, you're you know somebody who loves horror. I wear a lot of you know t-shirts with graphics from horror films on, or horror posters, that kind of stuff. So a lot of times people say, "Oh, what's your favorite horror film?" And it's really hard. And I don't just want to sit there and go, "Well, actually, <laughs> now you mention that, it depends." <laughs> and kind of get into it. So my my go-to that I kind of always say is Nightmare on Elm Street. 1984 yeah. i think it is such a classic from the horror film um in terms of film itself it's got everything that makes a horror classic so we've got an amazing and iconic villain in freddy krueger and it's before he got a bit too comedic for my life. yeah a bit too tongue-in-cheek yeah kind of thing. <laughs> thinking yeah if you showed kind of maybe dream you know dream child or something like that people will probably think it's a bit shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the cla- the original is a classic you know you've got great characters obviously you know heather langan counts nancy you know johnny depp glenn and then everyone's favorite sexual man john saxon you know <laughs> um it's got some really kind of iconic and horrifying kills so if you think mm. about tina's death and uh glenn's death in particular being sucked through the bed yeah the kind of iconic the scary the tense but they're not laden with blood and gore i mean glenn's death is kind of is bloody you know it's kind of like a waterfall of blood but you don't see him really dying it kind of it's a shocking death and it's quite gruesome but you don't see a whole lot so it's no no you don't you're right it's um when i when i think of the original it's interesting to like think about it like from like our perspective i guess we saw a lot younger and it might have worked a little bit better and i i know you you showed this this is one of the first horrors you didn't you show to anna yes i showed this to anna yeah Yeah. she hated it yeah (laughs) that's what i mean but because i guess but then i don't it's hard to say because certain things are outdated i think i remember showing to charlotte and she was kind of like eh she preferred i think she preferred the remake and thought that was scary but that's purely i think because it just like you're either used to the way these films look or you're you're kind of thinking, yeah. oh, well, that one, it just looked a bit too fake for me or things like that, which I don't think, I think the, some of the scenes in the original, like Tina's and Glenn's are still stand up completely. Well, yeah. But um, I, I think it, it just is about the that there is still a little bit of a corniness at times to like Freddie in that first one. Yeah. You know, so I understand like the difference there, but yeah, for, for a beginner... I'd say, yeah, it does now seem it's a bit, it is slightly tamer, even than some of the sequels. Yeah, you know, definitely. Where it goes in Dream Warriors and stuff like that, where you have a lot more, a lot more special effects, therefore, a lot more of like limbs and parts being pulled yeah. apart and muscles showing. And yeah, so this one's definitely, and it's quite a slow burn kind of film. Yeah, it's, it's not as like quick through the deaths as some people think. No, it's it's nowhere near as quick as kind of the later ones. And there are some great scenes. You know, you've got 
Tina when she's in the body bag in the school and that dream sequence. You've got Tina kind of being chased. You've got the bath scene. You know, there's loads of kind of like iconic scenes in it. And it, it's a really easy one to watch. There's some great like gore moments as well, like Freddy yeah. cutting his finger off <laughs> when his face gets ripped off, you know. So it's kind of, it's it's fun, but it's, and it's an iconic film, but it's not, you know, it's not overly, you know, artsy. <laughs> you know, it's not overly gory. Yeah. It's, just, you know, it's Craven's never that artsy. <laughs> no, but, it, you know, it's kind of like, I think if you were if you wanted to show somebody who doesn't really like horror, something like say Midsummer, mm. you know, or The Witch, yeah, or The Lighthouse, where they've got to sit for two and a half, too rich for hours. too rich for their blood, too rich for their blood. You <laughs> it, know? it definitely would. Like this is a easy, straightforward class. This is why, in some ways, I would show certain. But, you are <laughs> so <laughs> in midway for an episode. Um, I that's why I would show there are that's why I did say there were certain classic. I I did avoid them because uh, but to be honest, like things like Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, like to like things like that, like Halloween being a basically suspenseful but bloodless affair. So yeah. it'll be scary for someone, but it's not going to completely like gross them out. You know, for me, a beginner's got. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stick on sore and go watch them get torn apart. Yeah. If they say they don't like horror films, that's not gonna make them like horror films more. That's just gonna exactly. make them go, fuck this. So I'm not watching it. Yeah, you know. And even actually, I said classics before, and I named Texas Chainsaw, but I'd even say Texas Chainsaw because I know for a fact with people who don't like horror films that that is not a film together into horror. <laughs> In fact, I think anyone I showed it to, it had the opposite effect, and they didn't want to watch them for several years. So Texas Chainsaw definitely not a beginner's, but there's a playfulness and a funness to yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street that I think yeah pulls you in it and it's a little bit more creative but it also doesn't go too far into like the dreamlands and stuff like that in this first one yeah. so you can follow it quite clearly it's not trying to be too far out there definitely. yeah that's that was my kind of thinking behind that um it isn't you know as as much as I I love Halloween and you know some people watching it um and it's it's what it's an all-time classic and that would be what I could potentially recommend but I think sometimes people see a horror film or a slasher film in particular. And I was always going to have a slasher film on this list. People might just be like, oh, it's a man in a mask that kills people. You know? yeah. um, so I think going with something that all does kind of follow a slasher template, but has a bit of playfulness to it, a bit more of a hook with the dreams, uh, I thought is, is a good way to kind of kick it off to get somebody into horror. <laughs> so that's my first one. Yeah. So... As I said, with my choices, um, there's definitely one that I'm flip-flopping whether to go for a, more of a classic or whether to stick with what I feel is a theme going through yeah. mine. Um, but um, sticking with the slashing genre, although slightly bending other genres, um, and I do believe, I think it was on, and this is what film has been on one of your lists before in the past, but I have gone for my beginner's film. My first one is Happy Death Day. Yeah, banging film. <laughs> Happy Death Day. Um, I think, and I, this this is kind of right for me, I think if you're introducing someone to horror films, you kind of want it to be something, one that it been, like it's a little bit into maybe touching on other genres that it starts to make them feel like, well, yeah, I'd watch a, I'd watch a sci-fi film or I'd watch Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd kind of, or I'd watch a comedy yeah. and I'd watch a comedy horror. And this one pushes that line between comedy horror and, you know, horror, but while having an odd sci-fi twist to it. Yeah. 
Um, now the genre I'm going is this is the slasher. I mean, this is my slasher choice because I do have a sci-fi choice. So I'd be crossing the boundaries, but this one is mixing several in one. Yeah. Um, Happy Death Day, if you don't know, from 2017. I, uh, it is about basically a college girl who continues to relive the same day again and again and again. But each day she finds that she is being killed by a masked baby like <laughs> yeah. a baby like mask isn't it yeah, it's like a little baby cupid yeah it's, it's, like it's a little bit like cherubin valentine yeah um and we have that same repeating every day and every time she tries to change something the killer still managed to kill her in a different way or she accidentally kills herself in some way <laughs> or she just starts killing herself because she's tired of yeah. reliving the same day again and again and again um, it's made by Christopher Langdon and uh, I remember going to the cinema having no expectations for this film with like Charlotte and Charlotte's not exactly a big like horror fan at all yeah and yeah I didn't expect anything but it's just it's just a fun ride it just it's, you know it's as I said before Groundhog's Day meets meets Scream I guess or something yeah. like, like a slasher kind of thing um, and it's just that kind of film that you can just sit there and you watch and I because it's it's not really a full of blood or anything like that. The deaths are quite like quick cut. They're yeah. kind of the kind of ones that kind of cut out on you, which as you become more and more infested with bloodlust as a horror fan, <laughs> you start to be at times, some of those kind of films make you go a bit like, oh, I want to see, you know, I want to yeah. see a bit more than that. That's why they, I think this one's kind of a perfect kind of get someone into it because you've got this kind of like teen kind of drama, like it, it, and it also skewers that. It yeah. skewers that kind of, I don't know, I was going to say the OC, and suddenly I was like, wait, that's a really old reference. Yeah. <laughs> Gossip Girl, a little bit closer, the remake of the Gossip Girl. But it skews those kind of teeth, but it, it makes you think that it's one thing and that you're going to get this teen horror, but it's so massively like changes your perception. Yeah. It is, it is just like, just like Groundhog Day and Bill Murray. It's that same thing of this horrible, kind of horrible character. Oh, yeah, she's an arsehole. Who completely changes going through this app but it adds that nice layer of the fact that she gets more and more trauma so she literally yeah. her body is actually so the difference is each day she's feeling it more yeah so she is in more pain so she's still alive and yet she's feeling that and it does give an out where she starts to realize that there is the possibility she is going to possibly die you know what i mean yeah. that kind of thing so it's all kind of played into the story really nicely um we have things like you know like a kind of a love interest who's the who's the guy who she wakes up in the, within the room each morning yeah. but we do also have a nice who's done who done it yes yeah, a bit of a who done it though, we it? get loads of red herring throughout the film we do get some different kind of debt of like some other characters and things like that but it's not many because we get so much death with the lead character yeah. that it almost sustains you that you don't actually need that many other deaths throughout the film with other like there's not really many at all i think there's one other death <laughs> one yeah i can't i don't think throughout the film really. um there is obviously the sequel happy death day to you which that one involves a bit more death because it plays on the sci-fi yeah way more which is also a fun ride. If you liked the first one, then go and check out the second one. I need one. to watch it again because I watched the, I watched it and I really wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't really into it. So I want to give it another go. I, th I think I it is because it, it skewers, it does skewer more into the... Um, yeah. I think I partly liked it just because it had, it had a, a sequence and uh, like in the first film, we have this good, this really cool like montage of deaths of her. Yeah. And then in the sequel, it does the same thing again, but it does it over Paramore's Hard Times. <laughs> And I don't know, there was so, so catchy about it, but also the way that they invent like new ways for her to die in this kind of montage again. Yeah. Yes, it feels a little bit like retread, but it was fun to watch. I've, I found them not as good as the original, but it's still, but it's still kind strong. of, you know, yeah. 
a fun remake. So yeah, I think that this film, if you don't like blood or gore, it's not going to bother you. And if you are someone who just kind of likes that kind of light, kind of like, I don't know, like high school, you'd kind of feel like you'd be more into that kind of slasher genre, like kind of fun teen yeah. kind of thing. This is probably the most fun you're going to have watching someone die. <laughs> yeah, and it, pair, it would pair it, well with you Freaky know, as well. Yeah, it does. It yeah. would pair well with Freaky. Freaky would be a very good choice as well. Yeah, yeah I didn't think of that one, but that would be a very good choice. <laughs> yeah, that's my first one. So I've gone for another... It is a classic, but it's more of a... I want to say a modern-day classic, but it's kind of the last 20 years. Um, and that is Shaun of the Dead. Absolute classic. There you man. go. I know what other film I'm choosing. Now. <laughs> oh, it was on, your list. on my list. Awesome, man. <laughs> I mean, it, I was always going to put a zombie film on the list. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, zombies are a staple in the horror genre um, and in pop culture themselves. So, kind of oh, everybody yeah. is familiar with them. Um, and everybody kind of has certain expectations of Shaun of the Dead, of, of zombie films. You yeah. Know? And then Short of the Dead kind of flips it all. You know, you've got a brilliant cast, which is kind of made up from the, I would say like the underground of British early 2000s TV. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, I can't name all of them, but obviously you've got Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but then you've got a whole bunch of other uh, people. Like, yeah, those you mean like Black Books. And yeah, Spaced. the guy from Black Books, Space. Space, that was another uh, Simon Pegg and Ed, or Edgar Wright who made yeah, the film. Edgar Wright, is, yeah. You know, those kind of films. Yeah, kind all of, that Channel 4. All that Channel 4. Late night Channel 4. It was the peak of Channel 4. It was the years of Father Ted, Black Books, Space. Yeah. Any, any nerds out there who know that genre know that they are class. I, I've rewatched some of those. Well, not so much Space, I was never actually as big a fan of that one but some of the other ones that have like Dylan Moran who's in this yeah, film Dylan Moran. in Black yeah. Books I fucking love that yeah show. he's awesome and Bill Bailey's in this <laughs> he, film he's not think. as big as he should have been he was a fucking he's been good in everything I've seen and his him. comic time is just incredible I know that's what I mean. he he should have been bigger than he was he kind of disappeared off I think he had yeah and it is, you know, it is a goat kind of, you know, horror comedy. It's ab- it's, it's all time. Classic, oh, it is. It's know. worldwide. Like it, it yeah. made Simon Pegg and Nick Frost stars. It made Edgar Wright the director he is today. Yeah. It was, and it was a class. It is, it is a classic. It is because it's not just because it skewers a genre. I remember being in. I remember like uh, when, because this was released the same year as Dawn of the Dead yeah. remake. So I remember getting really confused because yeah. I knew more about the horror part, but I knew more about like Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. Like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like, I'm going to watch that. I remember watching on TV and, so, and someone on like an interview thing saying, and later on we'll be interviewing for Shaun of the Dead. And I remember being like, ah, that, you're wrong. It's called Dawn of the Dead, yeah. dickhead. I was like, oh, I'm the dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. I remember walking into cinema and being like, oh, shit, that's what Shaun of the Dead is. <laughs> Yeah, I literally never heard of it until I literally saw it on a poster in the cinema. I was like, oh, Yeah, and, and the poster was amazing, you know. It was the um, oh, I was all of the zombies outside coming, of like a phone box or something like that, coming through it? like the hand, yeah. Well, it's coming, coming through, through the door. I think, I think it was made to look a little bit almost like the cinema kind of doors, yeah. So it looks like they're coming round and through the doors. It's that classic kind, yeah. Of- I kind of remember it, but. I mean, you're trying to think of what could you put. You could put, you know, Dawn of the Dead because zombie films are kind of classic. But I think somebody who's not into horror, into zombie films in particular, might might this is a pun might groan at the thought of watching a zombie. <laughs> film. But the fact that it does twist things, and you know, you've got some classic scenes. You know, too many to mention. One of them is, you know. The opening scene where Sean's going to the shop, and then we get that kind of parodied again when the you know when the zombie outbreak starts. The, the red, the red pen on you his got red top. On you. you got red on yeah. you. You know the 
the oh, scene yeah. where they go and get his mum and Philip and they go and they keep <laughs> going over their plan, you know, and then they say, we're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> um, and then the it, Don't Stop Me Now montage, you know, absolutely oh, classic. So, and it's, it's such a, it's so British and it's so Edgar Wright in its delivery yeah. that it's one of those films which it, there's just so many bangers there. And it, it's, it's not kind of, it, it's not played like a comedy film, if that makes sense. You know, there's a there's kind of a strange seriousness about it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Ma- which it, kind of makes it, it, it mix in with the like the comedy, like quite a lot of the comedy. There's kind of, it's not like they're totally play out. Quite a lot of the comedy comes from one very the British kind of like lad humor that you get between yeah. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost is obviously one comedy part. Yeah, but you you've also got this kind of obliviousness to life, yeah. which is where the comedy comes from. It is those scenes when they're just like walking across the street and behind them someone's getting their head ripped off, or yeah. they're on the bus and someone's literally in the middle of like a, a park getting torn apart, and they're just like not noticing it and you're yeah. only spotting it in the background to start with and and you know it's that it's that building you know what i mean it's yeah yeah <laughs> and then you know when they call them some like a pissed up nutter and, and you know it's great but like when they're in the pub and you know simon uh sean simon sean's just been broken up with and you know he's kind of trying to cheer him up and they say like you know that's time and then there's like the, the zombie hand at the door. It's yeah. just so well done. It is. Um, it's also, I love, love the way that at the beginning of the film, it plays out basically later on, we play out very similar scenes yeah. to what his life was like before and after this kind of full on now zombie invasion. So yeah. it's, it's, it's literally, it's one, it's one that I know is worldwide loved kind of thing. Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those times when British comedy, although big, like really like, hits it into the, you know, it's like, no, four weddings and a funeral where Hugh Grant became like a fucking megastar yeah. because of a British comedy. This was that for them. But it's it's also, it literally, I do think it, we have some great British comedies, but this is probably, this is, well, this is the best British horror comedy for me. Oh, yeah. Is, it's, it's timeless to watch. In, this, in the UK, it's probably been played so much. It's been, it's probably at the point where some people are like, I think I've, I'd seen it so many times. I was like, I can't watch this again because yeah. I've watched this film so much. It is, it is a great, great heart. I mean, to be honest, like this one, and I do also love Inter Slasher. I do love Hot Fuzz as well. I love I think Hot that's Fuzz. Great. Um, World's End, it's it's, just, it's good in I, some ways, but I don't love it as much I as I do. I think World's End is my favourite. Really? Yeah, strangely. I don't know why. I love the sci-fi-ness. I think it's, it's much I more think, of a sci-fi than a horror. Yeah, yeah, one, obviously. The cast is incredible. Yeah, it, it you know Edgar Edgar Wright's writing, say that fast is yeah. um, you know it's kind of it's so well crafted by that point mm. you know and you've got Pad, Paddy Considine in there and it's just got so many I like I, I do like it I definitely I just I didn't feel that the the film plays out like fully as well for me yeah. like all of the plots points didn't quite work as well for me by the end of the Fair film enough, but i definitely uh, but i do think the whole trilogy it's still a class yeah, trilogy yeah also. the cornetto trilogy. and the one thing before we move on from Shaun of the dead is that there is the a lot of the times when you know people who aren't into horror they they but they don't like extreme amount of gore and that's what i've tried to stay away from but in this film if there is there extreme. is uh, you know, a throwback to Day of the Dead. There is yeah. a really gory death of is it Dinner Moran's death where yeah. he, you know, gets dragged torn out of the apart, and torn and apart, gutted and gutted. You know, yeah. And the rest of the film is relatively tame. 
But then that death is just, it's yeah. so brutal. And it's and so obviously, hard. as this is a beginner's guide, I guess, and people listening, if you're looking for recommendations, just don't Google the names of what we're saying because most of them are, are just the actors yeah. and the thing, and you won't know who's dying. <laughs> no, yeah. But, it, you know, it's just, even even it's, that scene has something hilarious on its own where, you know, his, his girlfriend, um, you know, Dawn from the office picks up his, you know, leg. his leg and tries to run out looking for him. Yeah, yeah. It's no, just, it, you know, it's, it's, just it's um, Yeah, it's, it's, such a, it's such a good film. It's such an easy film to watch. I do think that there are lots of people out there who don't like horror films who've watched that film. Yeah. You know, who will get into that film because it is just so funny and relatable, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But see what because obviously you had that so what are you going I to replace had that you see and uh, my mind goes with you too but i had either another zombie film okay. or i have like a very classic horror film scooby and i'm too. very much <laughs> <Scooby> <laughs> yeah exactly very classic <laughs> horror film uh but i feel like with the rest of my list i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with a theme uh, i will reveal at the end what my classic one was okay. but i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with the as I said, a little bit more lighthearted, gets you into it. It's within the genre, but it's also, you could also kind of go out of it kind of thing. Um, and I'm going to go with Zombieland. Okay. Ruben Fleischer. Yes, uh, Zombieland. So um, I, I remember absolutely adoring this film when I watched it in the cinema the first time. I remember it just being some of the funniest, like it's, 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 a pretty, it's not a long film. It's about, it's a 90 odd minute film. Yeah, it's, it's not long. It's, it? it's a tight, it's a tight film, but it, in it, it's got, I mean, it's got Woody Harrison at the top of his game. He is so fucking good at this film yeah. as the kind of badass, you know. Um, and we've got, I'm suddenly just blanked on his name. Woody. <laughs> um, Jesse. Jesse Eisenberg. There you go. Yeah, there it's come back to me. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Um, and again, he is our narrator. We follow the film, you know, uh, throughout the film. But the, the the way that they come up this is for me like Shaun of the Dead is our British great but I think this is another great kind of zombie yeah. horror comedy oh, yeah, kind of thing you know it's not it's not I, I'd say Shaun the Dead is a more more of a full-on comedy than this one is yeah. but they're both comedy in different ways this is kind of like the Americans way of doing alternative horror comedy yeah kind of thing it, it's kind of much more theirs but the whole system with the rules and the way they play it you know the kill of the week or the kill of the month kind of thing yeah that whole parts where you've got like the the kill this week goes to and it's like the it's in the the, so, the hay and it's like the, the shredder yeah. going through or you've got the piano drops yeah, the, on the head that's a great or you've got um What's his name? He's a director who actually makes a cameo. In fact, he's Mike White. He was in School of Rock. He does do acting stuff as well. He was like Dewey's flatmate in School of Rock. I can't even. Jack, I know. I can see him. But... He's he's like the. Oh, he's the You guy see him in two chair. separate scenes, and yeah. it's, it's these little things that I think are really clever because it's really like the way it's shot. I just think is so cool. Like the opening heavy metal kind of fit, you know, where yeah. we've got like the zombies bursting through and they're showing all the different way people are killing them. But you've also got like a mother like beating away her children. Yeah. Or you've got like another like woman with two like full on machine guns awesome. just blasting. It's, it's just like balls to the wall kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's full on with its kind of Emma Stone before she kind of went huge kind of thing. This was like, this was this one, of super bad, was one of the ones that, yeah. Went, so, yeah, super bad, and then this, and then yeah. kind of Easy A, and then eventually Spider Man. You know? Yeah, and she got Spider Man, and then she started becoming like a full on dramatic actress yeah. as well. So, more power you know, to her. All those kind of up before, I think she, yeah, she did one in Oscar for La La Land, I think. So, oh. yeah, she did all of that kind of thing. So, um, but she's also great. She's that, she's, she was good. She's always been good at that sarcastic. Kind yeah. Of, 
humour. And although her and Jesse Eisenberg don't make, you know, not conventional in your mind, there's something sweet about that. Yeah. Um, also, if you're an Amber Heard hater, she gets killed at the start of this film. Oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? She is his flatmate who he's in love with kind of thing. He's like the loner, constantly talking about, like, the... Uh, the drink, like the the red zero kind yeah. of uh, <laughs> Mountain Dew, <laughs> and having a night in, and he's he well, he's like basically a recluse in a way, kind of. Yeah, thing. he's not a full on, but he basically avoids anyone except for the girl next door, which is Amber Heard. I didn't know it was Amber Heard. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really weird because with Amber Heard, she's like, she, there's films where she's in, and I'm like, I completely forgot you were in that. You know, she was in um, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Yeah, and then she was in John Carpenter's The Ward. You yeah, know? and she just seems to be like in these films. Yeah, she was in. I, what time was seven days she was in? She was in Pineapple that. Express, which what is it? different. Yeah, she was like Seth Rogen's girl, like and like not underage, but like young girlfriend kind of thing. And that was kind of the joke of the film that she like the stoner has this like high school girlfriend. But yeah, she was in that, and and she also looked like I don't know why, but when she's younger, she she looked almost very different to the way she looks now though, when I look at it I don't know why she's still blonde she's still very there's just a look about her yeah. that's just changed I imagine her but, I remember her this is really weird and it's a bit of a tangent but I remember her looking more like the. I think it's, it might be Eliza Cuthbert who was in the House of Wax yeah, yeah. for some reason I always Girl. think that she looks like her she was you know? literally in a film called The Girl Next Door, Alexa. Yeah, The Girl Next Door. Which was quite a good film. She did a um, porn film. You told me that film. I saw you. The, uh, <laughs> and what? That would that would have been released right at the peak of our manhood. So there's an average chat. I don't know. <laughs> what doesn't right. make you whack it back then? <laughs> exactly. <Just> whack it. <laughs> this, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, um, it has, you know, it, but the, the nice thing is it's got this kind of family aspect as well to it where this these l- like kind of loners and losers kind of come together to make this little family. You've got quite emotional scenes such as like Woody Harrison, like there's a, there's a reveal that comes midway through where you realise that the whole film, it says he's talking about his dog and you realise it's not his dog. Yeah. And also there is a class Bill Murray cameo yeah bill murray that's awesome <laughs> the bill murray one's great you know relives like ghostbusters but also kills bill murray <laughs> yeah <laughs> Don't follow him for that point. but yeah um but he's also fully game for it like it's great you know there is a and again this is i've said another one that also has a a second one which is only a second one kind of thing which is also good it's not as good as the original but it's quite it's a fun film again um but yeah no zombie land i think I think it's so easily accessible for anyone to watch. It's it, yes, it's got blood and gore in like those scenes, but again, I don't know what it is about when you've got like a horror comedy that kind of makes it, you know, it makes it well, suddenly they, as if it's not. It doesn't feel as harsh. Does well, it? they balance it. Yeah, you know, a lot of the times you get, you know, you'll get scenes of light tension. I'd say in a horror comedy. You don't often get scenes that absolutely terrify. You get scenes that might be creepy or be quite tense, but then there's 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 long periods of comedy. Yeah, there is a balance that has to be made, and there are also many horror comedies out there that fail that balance completely. (laughs) You know, I could mention the early scary movies and say how good those are, and again, those would be great beginners ones. But if I said the later ones, they're just basically adverts for other brands. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's that kind of balance that you get with those kind of films that some of them have taken so far, and there are some that legitimate tried to be a horror comedy and just failed because they just weren't good enough or weren't funny or 
or maybe they tried to be too dark and tried to be funny and they just couldn't balance the two out. That's it. I mean, I was a scary movie was one that I was considering, partly because a lot of people who don't like horror often don't like it because it's either too bloody and they say, oh, I don't like violence, I don't like gore, or it's too formulaic yeah, and yeah. there's too many tropes. You know, there is like just, it's always like somebody running and then falling over. Girl with big tits who just dies, <laughs> you know, like token black guy, that, yeah. you know, or and the good thing about scary movie is it plays all of that up and it kind of, you know, it, the satire of it, it yeah, it's, it's more over the top than something like Shaun of the Dead or even Zombieland. But it works, you know, as yeah. a kind of make fun of it. This is what horror movies are. I will say one piece of advice with scary movie, though, for any of the uh, people who've never seen, like, most horror films, if you are a beginner and you are listening to this, go, like, things to watch. And there are classics out there. One classic is Scream. Watch Scream before you watch Scary yeah. Movie, not the other way around, or it will never work for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know many people who've watched Scary Movie first and therefore can't take Scream seriously at all because of Scary yeah. Movie. Because Scary Movie is basically the same plot as Scream. They play it out of that. Yes, they, they throw in some, I know what you did last summer and things like that in yeah. there, but it's mainly just the plot of Scream. It's mainly the plot of Scream. Spoofed yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, definitely some of these ones, watch them in the right, <laughs> watch them. <laughs> Watch the horror it's talking about, then maybe watch scary movies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, before we go to our final picks, uh, we will take a little little foray over to the social media lounge. Um, so obviously we post what episodes we're going to be doing and then we get comments and we read them out. You can find us on um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at CMTH podcast, all one word. Um, so I put up about, you know, what would you say are the most accessible and most easy films to introduce someone to the horror genre? Um, so, you know, uh, one of our listeners, um, Adam Holloway, uh, one of the writers for Shiver, I believe, who we, you know, we did an interview with before. Um, and we've actually done two interviews with them. Um, so check them out. See, he said, you know, um, his partner had only ever seen the others uh, when he met her. Uh, I think we started off with Scream One, and then she wanted to watch all the sequels in one night. Eight years later, she's asking me if we can watch Zombie Flesh Eaters, Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> and the Hostel Trilogy. So great choices. The up, others right? is actually a very good shout. Nicole Kidman, like it's it's a tame, but it's like a gothic horror. If you don't know what yeah. it is. But it is a gothic horror with a fantastic twist. And it's just a slowly creepy film. It's it, awesome. It, it is very cool. Again, I haven't watched that in many years, though. This is when I was literally, this is the days of we, I believe we wanted to go, we had a group of friends, we wanted to go to the cinema, and we were going to go to the cinema to see um, Reign of Fire Old with school. Matthew McConaughey and Dragons. And Christian Bale. Yeah, exactly. If, if you said now to me, there's a film coming out, Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, it has dragons that take over London, I would say that sounds like the greatest thing ever made. And it was. And back bad. then, as a, t- as a 12-year-old, you were like, this is going to be the greatest movie <laughs> of my life. <laughs> yeah. Even though I had no idea who Matthew McConaughey or Christian Bale were at that point, because neither yeah. of them were actually as big as they are now. But still, like... And that film is is mixture of both some amazing scenes and some terrible bits, but yeah. it's it sounds. But instead, we couldn't all go to the cinema to see that, so we ended up renting the others, and it scared the shit out of most of oh, us. Oh, that is horrid! But even though it is very slow, so it, you know, it's 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 you've got to be used, to get ready for it because it's not a, it's not exactly a quick film. No, it's, it's a, a slow burn, and it's 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 a it's a classic. Uh, Anna hasn't watched it, so we're planning on watching it. Yeah, and um, 
Scream for me that I didn't say it because we talked about it so much, but yeah. for, to us, for me, Scream is probably the ultimate beginner film. I yeah. just think it draws you in. It's it's fun, but it's also scary. It's it's got enough that it is bloody, but it's not too much. It's just the perfect balance. Yeah, um, and then Will Will Doherty. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, pronou- uh, suggested the Burbs for horror comedy. Well, Rob's looking at this on his phone, and all I can see was splash. Splash. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Is it going to be splash?" Well, I said to Terrifying. well, you know, because I, I watched the birds for the first time last year, I think. Yeah, um, so that's so I <laughs> Yeah, and I said, you know, is it a bit weird that Tom Hanks was kind of did a horror comedy, you know? Mm. Um, and then he sent me splash. <laughs> so yes, not surprising. Um, we had Will Will Chick. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who said Gremlins? You know, um, some great gross moments and some genuine jumps. Yeah, that is a good first one. Yeah, Phil's Christmas time. <laughs> because of the Santa monologue, and it also has its own rules, a lot like a, a yeah, lot of yeah, horror. Um, and then uh, Bob Scott uh, suggested The Lost Boys, Tarry, Child's Play, um, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And then we had Amber T, um, rounding off, suggested more of a newer one that we watched together, uh, Ready or Not. It's always good for newbies. Yeah. Fun, nice bit of gore, tense without being full of dread. Yeah. Yeah. Good choices. Really good choices there. Um, however, for the for my last one, I've gone for a film that I absolutely love. Um, it's kind of, I would say, the opposite of the first two films I said, which are both fun. Not to say this film's not fun, but you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. By Francis Ford Capella, celebrating um, its 40th anniversary this year. Yeah, <laughs> so 30th. the reason what I don't know. It was <laughs> 1992, so yeah, 40th. Yeah, 30th, 40th, 30th, 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 30th. Yeah, 30th. Yeah, I'm 30th. It's back in cinemas. This, uh, um, uh, it's, it's going to be on in cinemas in the next couple of weeks. Oh shit, we're gonna watch it. <laughs> um, it's it, I fucking love this film. That's you know I didn't put that in my notes, but that's kind of what I'm saying about it. Um, I think the idea of kind of an adaptation of a of classic Dracula, um, because a lot of people are familiar with Dracula as uh, just as a horror icon and as a pop culture figure. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, it's got a great kind of cast of actors that kind of give us some gravitas, you know, just off the top of, off the top of my head, you got, you know, Gary Oldman, who probably delivers one of the best performances as Dracula, you know, up there to rival Bella Lugosi um, and Christopher Lee, Anthony Hopkins, you know, um, not too far, far off the back of Silence of the Lambs, I think. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves isn't exactly the best in it, but the whole film is, is kind of, it's filled with tension. You've got some amazing set pieces and beautifully designed sets and costumes um, and uh, an incredible kind of soundtrack, which is just brilliant. Um, and it, the way in which I kind of put it was, it's, it's almost a horror movie for people who kind of don't like horror. You know, mm. a lot of the times when you talk about horror movies, people who aren't into horror think of trashy stuff. You know, they think of stuff like Saw or, you know, particularly later Saws where it's just people, you know, it just yeah, they, they, they tend to see the horror icons. So they'll think, oh, yeah. it's, it's like Jason, that hockey guy. Yeah. <laughs> they'll say things like that. And, you know, they'll, they'll only know like the, the, those ones. Or things like paranormal activity, yeah. like things that are over like done that they're just like, oh, they were rubbish. I saw them and they were rubbish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, defy me. Yeah, films. <laughs> Whereas this is, you know, you've got a, an a, an adaptation by you know uh, uh, 
highly decorated director in Francis Ford Capella. Yeah. You've got incredible casting. You know, you've you've it's basically like it it almost is like watching theater, you know what I mean, in terms of some of the actors you've got into it, some of the costumes that you've got, and just the kind of grandiose of the film. You know, it's gothic horror personified, and you've got elements of romance there. So it's not kind of a typical horror film, you mm. know. I know it's it, it predates uh, the, the, <laughs> you know the story predates a lot of horror films, yeah. But it's just such a well done adaption of it that you I genuinely think you could find people who aren't into horror films mm. that wouldn't usually watch horror films might go to the cinema to watch this because of the actors who are in it, because of how it looks and because of what it is effectively, you know? Yeah. I just think it's such an incredible film, you know? Right. I, I'm going to come up with a cliff a bang here, which is the fact that I've seen this film once and I hate it. Uh, all right. I think that it <laughs> Let's was, end this recording. <laughs> I think I found it to be cheesy and corny. I didn't find it scary in the least. I found Gary Oldman to be chewing the scenery like crazy. Keanu Reeves was bad either way. Anthony Hopkins, I thought, was... The set pieces, yes, looks beautiful. I didn't like the design of Dracula. I I know it's the way it's described in the book. I just, I just, I couldn't get on with this film. I was doing it for film studies. I, I read the, I read the book, and I could see that it was faithful. But there was, there was something in the original that had a gothic, dark intensity that I didn't find at all in this film. I've seen it once, though. Ah, so I, I will say I'm happy to reevaluate and yeah. rewatch, and we will do an episode. We on will it to rewatch and reevaluate. That's why I was even leading. I was like, maybe if I saw it in the cinema, maybe I would completely change my perspective on it. So I am considering <laughs> actually going to the cinema while it's out to actually see it. Uh, I believe they're playing that and they're also playing Lost Boys, which I've never seen Lost Boys. So I was like, oh, see it first time in the cinema. That sounds yeah. good. Let's- but no, I just don't remember having any fond memories of it at all. It's It's been, I haven't been, I believe it's almost 10 years now since I've watched yeah. it. So it's a long time. But I just remember being like, I remember this is going to be really good. And I heard Gary Oldman's amazing. And I just remember leaving being like, I was bored. Oh, well, <laughs> I was fair really enough. bored of that. Like it is. And um, uh, go with, you know, my other like next picks and stuff like that. It's just, uh, to be fair, I, I didn't choose based on whether I absolutely loved or adored the films. Like <laughs> the other two, I do like, I do really like them, but I didn't actually choose them based on purely like whether I liked them or not. But yeah, this one, I don't know. It well, just wasn't for me. We, But it might be for me. I'll, I'll have to revisit you. it. It may be I've matured like in honest, that way. You, know, you don't maybe. like them, but then you, know, <laughs> you try them and as you get older, you like them. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just not keen. Maybe I just... Maybe. I mean, I've read it. Maybe I'm just not as keen on the original kind of play of Dracula kind of thing. The original maybe. Mary Shelley's version. I don't know about... Mary Shelley. I remember liking the book. Mary Shelley? Bram right? Stoker. Bram Stoker. Yeah, where did Mary... Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where that came from there. Bram Stoker. But yeah, I don't know. First fair Mary enough. Shelley's Frankenstein. I, lo- I love that one, but, you know, I also know the application of that. That's not, I don't think that one's very good. That's the Kenneth Branagh. The Kenneth Branagh one. What? I don't really remember. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, yeah. It's it's okay, but, it, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a bit of that. I mean, but that's, I've, I guess, the beauty and of And me films. coming in with a classic film that's being celebrated, like, 30 years yeah. later. Now, me thinking about <laughs> the film that I'm about to mention, it's like... You have every right to tear that one down no, because, well, um, well, we because we of what it is. Well, before we get on to that, you know, that's I guess that's the beauty of films is we don't have to have it. You know, I see a lot of the times online you see like people having opinions and then somebody has another opinion and it just 
you know, they just can't have a civil conversation about it. Please forward <laughs> them to this episode. Yes, I was going to say, I, we can have a civil conversation. We don't have time for a civil. No. We will bore the listeners for a long time in discussing those points. But also, I'm also have to say that I'm not going to say I'm like definitely certain that that is my yeah. true answer because I haven't revisited it in yeah. so I've I've even seen it once, revisited it in a long time. Fuck knows, I watched it in uni, so I could have been drunk half of the yeah. I don't know. So, uh, as soon <laughs> or I could have been waiting to go off and do something else. Yeah. As soon as we stop recording, I'll be strangling you like Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> He'll beat me. Yeah. All right, man. Let's hear your one. Okay, so I avoided a classic and another classic. I have two classic films that are not fully horror but have for to choose this film okay. <laughs> and as i said i'm not saying that this is a good film alien versus predator oh banger <laughs> <laughs> i decided that alien versus predator I, I this and this links back to me remembering the fact that i was snuck in when i was underage yeah. to see alien versus predator just about underage i think it was like 14 it was a 50 but i remember being snuck in and just thinking that alien versus predator at that time i have revisited it since so anyone going oh that's not that good yeah i'll admit re-watching it's not it's not amazing but for the nostalgia part of it and if you're someone who's not into horror not into sci-fi horror anyway yeah you know i'd almost say like i wouldn't actually be pushing you towards alien i think it's slightly slower slightly. it is i might push you towards aliens yeah maybe aliens. but there's a little bit more horror in there that you might not, not love but there's just something fun that was about this film that, yeah no you know bringing the two characters together but there's also that weird kind of early 2000s tameness about yes. it you know what i mean it's it well it, i mean it's paul ws anderson so you know what I mean with that tameness. It's like Resident Evil, where there's an odd kind of... The first one, no, but the, in the sequels, you tended to get... It wasn't like full-on gore, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't full-on... Like, that wasn't a full-on zombie film. This wasn't Predator and Alien that they're full-on bloody thirstiness. You know what I mean? They were... Yeah. The aliens were... The Predator was almost used as... Because he had more human-like to him, he yeah. was used, he's used as kind of the... The, the character that they kind of look at, the character that they turn to kind of the good slightly, yeah. slightly good. Whereas the aliens are just full on fuckers that just try to kill you, which is exactly what the aliens well, should be. Well, that's what they should be. Um, this is what, see, I've done a nice thing here because all of my films, Happy Death Day, only got a second film. Zombieland only got a second ah, film. Alien vs. Predator only got a second film. But unlike the other two, where I said you could watch the other two and you'll have fun. Don't fucking watch the second <laughs> one. It's a pile of shit. But this one has a weird, it, at least this one is like a full on sci fi. You yeah. know, they're in this giant pyramid. You get a whole like backstory at the beginning about the fact that the predators were these mighty creatures of the land, even implying they were as part of our planet at one point, where they were like within the Egyptians, that yeah. they were mighty leaders. And they always came down to earth for search for the, you know, the greatest foes and stuff like that. Yeah. They would battle them in Egypt in these kind of, and it adds Which this is whole a badass background. Scene. Yeah, it is. It cool you know what i mean it, and you know for the first one as much as i would you know say paul w Sanderson has many problems and he does with character and you know yeah. script and things like that both character and script not good and not great in this film but there is something here which he has in some of the action scenes and there are some likable characters um i think his name's ewan bremner and he's kind of the scottish yeah, kind of side guy, and yeah. I remember being so disappointed when he just suddenly gets like pulled up to the ceiling. And yeah, you see, and the what that one was actually there was something scarier about that one purely because one, it was 
it was actually a very sudden like shit. Yeah. But it was it was also he was one of the few characters I think you kind of could warm to in the film. Yeah. So when he was suddenly taken, well, that's not actually. I think we see him later on when he's on the wall with the he's he's got one growing inside yeah. of him kind of thing. I haven't actually seen this film for many years. I might watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but there was the two scenes that really stuck out for me for two completely different reasons. Um, the first one is when the characters, uh, I, I can't remember what exactly happens, but they go into the sacrificial chamber where the sacrifices would lie on the table and the alien eggs would come up. Yeah. Um, and I think they get knocked out or something happens. And then they ended up getting, you know, getting attacked by the aliens. And there's a girl with short hair in it. Um, and I always remember her saying, you know, a gun is like a condom. I'd rather need it. Uh, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And I always remember that because <laughs> I was like 14. I was like, fuck oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know. And then the other scene, I think, is when um, Predator is going towards Lance Henriksen. Um, yeah. And he scans his lungs and finds out that his lungs are fucked. So yeah. he doesn't kill him. And funnily enough, at work, like, two or three days ago i went for a wee and you know when your <laughs> mind just wonders yeah and i was thinking predator wouldn't kill me because i i have asthma You'd and i've got a kidney disease yeah so he'd scan me and find this and i would be <laughs> deemed unworthy which could be good because like lance <laughs> henriksen then tries to take the predator on i am not a feeble old man yeah. so maybe well, i could use my he still ends attack. up dead though doesn't he <laughs> yeah because he tries to take him on yeah and yeah kills him. But so I'm if saying Predator I'm not... walked into the room right now, basically, you'd be fine and he'd rip my spine. He'd out. kill you. I don't think I've got anything I know of. No. You know, not right now. I'm not going down dead tomorrow. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, right yeah. now, as far as I'm fine. So he'll rip my spine out in front of you yeah. and leave me dead here. And then he will scan me and be like, no, you know, it's not worthy. And that is when I use it to scan the room, do it, you know, do an <laughs> ocular pat down. I'll find out what he's got. And then I, you know, take his blade, kill him. And then the predator comes and he's like, you killed one of us. We give you the gun that we gave Danny Glover. (laughs) And it all links up. It all links up in an amazing way. Yeah. And there we go. (laughs) But this film is, you know, it's, it's fun. You know, it's got light elements and not only that, but it has some good kind of action, horror, sci-fi icons. So somebody could watch this and be like, actually, I wouldn't mind watching alien or aliens uh, this, this is this is where i kind of came from this film i was like no i'm not saying in any way that this is the best of a predator or the alien franchise no. in any way it's far down there you know i mean this is much closer to alien resurrection or yeah. <laughs> uh, well no, i think all the predators are probably better than this film yeah. but um <laughs> but it, it, it's from the fact that i think that this one is easily accessible for someone who's never kind of watched these films then this is like it, it's at its tamest yes in many ways for both of the characters but you kind of watch it and there's a fun about it that I think would then make you this film makes it more accessible for you to then go and watch yeah. Alien and Aliens or Predator you know what I mean I feel like it's more you can draw yourself into it in that way kind of thing so yeah. I just think there is something about you know it just also popped into mind to be fair how the fuck is Mila Djokovic not in this film <laughs> yeah I don't, know. I don't know how that happened I, isn't she just basically wrote signed into every film that he makes by this point pretty much you know I don't think there was a film that he's made since like apart from this film since the first Resident Evil yeah. where she hasn't been in it no. so yeah that, that just yeah blew my mind but yeah you have a whole ending I like the whole you know you have the queen mother kind of at the end yeah. the, you know of the aliens and we get this kind of battle where they have to join forces with the president 
Predator. It's much more, in many ways, it is much more of an entertainment action sci-fi film than it yeah. is a horror, but it has enough horror elements that it all kind of, if you can watch this, then there's a few other horrors you can kind of touch on, you know, yeah. and get through. Okay, well, I mean, off the, off the back of Aliens versus Predator, I was going to go for a very similar film in Van Helsing. Um, I was thinking could that could be a choice because yeah. it's, you know, it's action horror. You've got a lot of introduction to classic creatures in, you know, the werewolf, Frankenstein. In the universal, yeah. You know, in the universal but monsters. You've got the sexual mad Hugh Jackman in there. <laughs> you know, you've, you've got all of these fun characters. But then I thought, well, actually, I've kind of done two fun films. So I thought yeah. maybe I'll try something a bit more like serious and a bit more kind of highbrow as a recommendation, <laughs> you know? Oh, that's what oh, I, as I said, I have the highbrow ones, but I have took out the highbrow ones because <laughs> Happy Death Day, Zombieland and um, Alien vs. Predator, it seemed like they all fit together yeah, in no, this kind true. of entertainment horror kind of thing yeah. that I would kind of put it in that it's not, it's not going to be the top of anyone's gore list. It's not going to be the scariest of any of them, but all of them are kind of easy, tame going, of our kind of youth growing yeah. up kind of time that we kind of would have been some of our like touch on ones where, you know, we would have been like, ah, oh, we're proper into watching this kind of yeah. thing. So um, what didn't make the list? What you, didn't then? make the list? My fancier films were um, Rear Window, Alfred yeah. Hitchcock. A banger. It's not full on horror. It's a suspenseful kind of yeah. film. It's so much more full on suspense. And there, yeah. are, there aren't really many horror elements at all, but there is a slow burning creepiness about it that kind of is is like really fantastic when yeah. I watched it that I loved. And I love some of the Hitchcock films. And, uh, I, you know, that one in Ver like Vertigo, which again, I'd say it's more of a thriller than a horror. But, yeah. you know, and this one verges on that, but there's some kind of joy about that. Yeah. Going more towards the serious, dark, but draw you in with certain graphic horror moments, Seven. Seven, that was a good one. But I did, I, I went away from that because I started to think, I don't know, like, if you like, if you like, so it, into, there are people that like, like, crime stories, but yeah. don't like horror. So they, they like to hear about the kind of thing, but they don't want the blood and the gore of it, but they like to hear these, like, true crimes. Yeah. And I thought for those kind of people, Seven is kind of, that would be to bring you in. And it's also, it's not as full-on as, say, Saw or these kind of yes. horror ones, but it has the first, like, inklings of, like, liking those yeah. kind of films, maybe, that would draw you into that era. And plus it's got Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually... And a head in a box. Yeah, I actually <laughs> read a... Um, a good in a good or well, i watched a video on tiktok and it's there's a theory that um morgan freeman's character uh was the one who sold the information to um john doe kevin spacey's character <laughs> Interesting. Uh, i'll send it to you but it, it it when you watch it it really does make sense because there's stuff like i mean this is going to be spoilers for it but there's stuff in the film where morgan freeman says that you know people will sell stories to journalists for extra money and then when um, when John Do first reveals himself he says I know you to uh, Morgan Freeman's character mm -hmm. when we um, we find out obviously that uh, Morgan um, Brad I was about to say Morgan Freeman's wife Brad Pitt's wife is pregnant and the only person he's told is Morgan Freeman mm -hmm. uh, however John Doe knows that she's pregnant and knows who his up. wife is. <laughs> yeah, he did kind of. Uh, I don't think she's that far. Um, to be gross. Um, 
and he when uh you know there's some looks out exchanged between them and when uh john you know when john doe goes to say certain things that's when morgan freeman's character hits him and stuff i'll send the videos it's really interesting <laughs> well seven is another one that we should do at some point it, it's, it's a great film yeah and it's also you know this like that and i can see the link i can see what you're talking about some of those fairies and some of them in there although it would destroy the complete whole idea of him being like the once good man to the guy who's going to completely break his yeah (laughs) yeah it does ruin the balance a little bit bit. (laughs) yeah but maybe that's it maybe you know the subtlety is he didn't realize yeah you know Uh, i'll send it to you within one of the sins yeah And yeah, the the last one that didn't make it for me, um, but I was very close to putting it in was Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah, again, it's another classic. Yeah, more in that that thriller kind of realm, uh, but I'd say thriller is horror anyway. Yeah, you know, but you know, we've got some amazing performances, great mystery, you know, um, and just incredible scenes, incredible acting. And yeah, again, it's not overly bloody, but it has no. some extremely there's a There's a dark depth going on. There's, there's yeah. a lingering suspense that kind of is horrific at times, and there's some horrific parts to it as well, yeah. you know, including Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us for on this uh, spooky day for our Beginner's Guide to Horror Films. Um, so yeah, if you uh, have enjoyed the episode, then come and let us know what you thought of it and let us know some of your beginner's guides, horror films, uh, what you often recommend to people. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at CMTH Podcast. Uh, please hit the subscribe button so you get the episodes as soon as they're released. Go and join us by the campfire for the campfire special and we will see you next week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.